Welcome to the greatest show, episode two of this season. Actually, it's episode one thirty-seven. Uh, this week, we are joined by Stabby McStaverson. What up, Stabby? <laughs> and as you notice, we're also joined by Bob. We have an early Bob appearance. Yay! How y'all doing? Yeah, uh, Bob's here for a limited time, I believe. Yes. So, uh, so um, we we uh, he just found out tonight. I don't know why. Maybe he forgot. We only go two hours maximum. So, in in at, in two hours, we'll be done. But I I put out on Twitter earlier what we're talking about. I've actually added a thing. So um, we'll just uh, we'll get started so that we can talk about what Bob knows about, and then Bob can leave when he's ready. And then we got. Uh, we got Kevin to, to linger around in like a like an odor. Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, if anyone is the king of odors on this show, it's me. All right, it's my superpower. I can clear a room just by smiling. <laughs> What's because what happens when I when I toot? Anyway, let's move into toot what babies do. Your ass explodes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. So um, I have failed to um, put any pictures on the uh, computer. So let me get that while while uh, while you vamp for me here. I don't remember where uh, the second day starts. That's my problem. It's the Wonder Woman when we were walking in and you wanted to take her picture. Oh, that's right. So we're gonna have some uh, some awesomeness going on here. Oh, that's not that one. Let's go with uh, boom, boom. Yeah. So there were uh, there were quite a few awesome costumes. Um, yeah, where? At uh, Rose City Comic Con, uh, I showed last weekend. Last weekend, I showed day one last weekend, and this weekend because um, I didn't have the uh, because day two was Sunday. Why don't you go ahead and talk so that I'm not doing two things at once? Yeah. We all know you can't. So yeah, he has the pictures from day two of Rose City Comic Con in Portland. So what I will do is I will click me the primary camera and then I will show everybody like I did last week. And if you want to see last week's pictures, Bob and or Kevin, you can watch last week's show. All right. I seen the ones that you posted on Facebook. Um, I posted all of them on Facebook, so you will then have seen everything. Well, I posted them on Instagram, which flows over to Facebook. Maybe, maybe I think so. Yeah, Rose City Comic Con was three days this year instead of the normal two. They decided to start on a Friday night, um, but we didn't go on Friday because we were at an OK Go concert. Yeah. So as uh, as DJ and Trisha are aware, I had pre-existing commitments that kept me in uh, in Eugene, so I wasn't able to attend Rose City. Uh, were there any good panels or interesting guests this year? Peter Capaldi, but I didn't go to any panels. None of the panels were interesting enough for me to want to go to them, so that kind of lets you know that. Um, it seemed, well, I, I glanced through the panels really quick, too, because I'm always stuck in photo ops since I volunteer there. Um, so I, and this year we were actually told 
as a Rose City volunteer, we are supposed to know everything about everything going on. We're supposed to be able to direct people to anywhere, answer all the questions, etc. This year, our photo ops uh, head person said, you're in photo ops, you answer photo op questions. If they have questions about something else, you tell them to ask somebody else, because what are you? You're photo ops. So um, it's kind of where I got left. Uh, so I in panels happen in a completely different location anyways. Um, it, was, it was the typical panels with the celebrities that were there. Um, no, and then there, there's usually some like about comic book writing or fan sort of panels um, that I discovered I really hate. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and bring the pictures up <coughs> so that uh, we can... Uh, I wasn't really, other than a couple of the guests this year, I wasn't really even interested in a lot of stuff. I did get um, Scotty Young. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Young, right? Scotty Young. I got his autograph. Yeah, Scotty Young does all the... the... He's my favorite artist. <laughs> well, other than Andy Renton. And, yeah. and, of course, you know, um, Lucas Elliott. For those that might be listening to the audio version of this, um, it's going to be like last week where I'm going to be talking about pictures. If you want to see them, you have to go to the, uh, the, sh the show. But what I'm showing right now is a Final Fantasy IX Black Mage. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but this person is being escorted out of the area so that she can take more pictures in the picture area by that Rose City Comic Con uh, henchman in the red shirt there. So yeah, we had we had um, in our photo op lines we had uh, Iron Man cornered for photos, and it's like, boy, it'd be nice if you were anywhere else but right here, right now, doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, I, I got this because it's Chopper and um, Hera Sandula, I believe, is who that character is. Those are from the Rebels cartoon. The other droid is just an, an added bonus, but the uh, Hera and, and Chopper are, are cartoons from that show, so that's why. They're I also, I believe, in the, uh, the Star Wars game. Yes, they are. They are. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, she just kind of pushed those around with her? No, both of those are uh, remote-controlled droids. There's an R2-D2 Builders Club, or an R2 Builders Club, and um, the first couple of years before Star Wars uh, Rebels was out, it was basically just R2 units from the movies, and then when the movies, uh, when the cartoons started popping up, someone built Chopper, which is that orange-headed one, and, I mean, they've been expanding. One of the R2 Builders even built a K-9 from Doctor Who, which is in last week's photos. Um, this is Miss Miniver, and that girl is dressed up as R2-D2. I wasn't in the best spot, but she's uh, she's asking for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so what she she told the girl, I'm going to boop you because I don't have anything to uh, slide into your, your data slot. So so she I got the boop. I got a lot of it, but I got the boop for sure. So Her ass is kind of sticking out. So. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I slid them into her data slot. <laughs> That slit goes a long way up, and the uh, you'll see the shirt early later, I think, because um, I have a better uh, yeah. portrait mode picture of her. Um, I got this one. There, there's a Tie Fighter pilot in there, yes, but there's also Darth Revan or Revan. I don't know which version. He actually has two lightsabers. One's red, one's purple. So I didn't know. I think he was trying to play both both sides because Revan actually becomes a Sith and then goes back to being a Jedi after a while. So. Oh, those are both amazing costumes too. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that's uh, if it's coming up here. Well, I, 
later on you'll see another big lineup, but uh, this is Batman Beyond. How many people lost an eye for that shot right there? <laughs> no, he made sure everyone was clear before he okay. opened up his... Uh, it, it looks really good. It just looks kind of pokey. Yeah. Um, okay, there was this, the shot I was talking about. This is the Star Wars meetup. There's three Mandalorians. Um, there's uh, a Ray. Luke Skywalker, BB-8 is the girl in the dress, uh, uh, Kylo Ren, the TIE fighter pilot, Revan, Miss Miniver again. Um, I wasn't entirely sure who the girl with the, the white pants was supposed to be. She Every time they had a call out for something, she was there, so I don't know what she was supposed to be exactly, because I, I didn't know, and it's... I, she's got to like makeup on her face like her face is burned too so i don't i, I was completely oh oh um I, I wonder if i saw her through photo ops then um i mean i i didn't hmm. have any clue i and a lot of us didn't have any clue that so were out she just showed up for photo ops randomly and inserted herself constantly? Well, this was a Star Wars meetup, and apparently right. she's some version of a Star Wars character that I have no clue about. So Would I mean, she only show up when the Star Wars people were pictures? Well, this is the only time I saw her was in this meetup. So, I mean, and she, it, like, there was a bunch of call-ups, and she, she was in nearly every single picture, which is why I can't tell you who she was supposed to be, because she basically wouldn't get out of the picture. <laughs> But sure. next, uh, this is the guy that was with Batman Beyond. He's Cable. Hi, Cable. <laughs> From uh, X-Force. Um, that girl behind him is adorable. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, she's scary. Yeah. There we go. This is the Wonder Woman she's talking about on our way in. Um, there were multiple Wonder Women that uh, I wanted to get pictures of. I got pictures of very few of them. There was... A lot later, a, a Wonder Woman and the, the lady in the movie who Wonder Woman gets her headband from taking pictures together, and I couldn't get them to stop because I was limping, so I, I, can't, I couldn't catch up to them, but they looked awesome. Um, this was the other vehicle I was talking about last show. This is Onslaught from the Transformers movie. I don't know which one, but... Um, I also got Galvatron and Optimus Prime, who are off to the right in this picture. But this is the one that I missed, and I said I would get. Uh, That's beautiful. I... Look how big that food court is now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, okay. The uh, this is Officer Hops. Hello, Officer Hops. I didn't know who she was until she pulled the carrot out, and then I couldn't see anything but Officer Hops. So I was like, oh, my God. How did you not get that? That is an obvious costume. I didn't know. And and all of a sudden, the carrot comes out, and I'm like, oh, oh. The more that I go to these Comic-Cons, the more I realize that, that they dress up as a whole lot more than I ever imagined people would dress up for Comic-Con as. Like, I... You know, I just, I think it's this narrow comic I, book sort of genre and, you know, in it, because there was like Mary Poppins and stuff there too. So I just, yeah, I, I see more that I didn't expect every time. <laughs> and I was so glad that there was only like four Deadpools there. I was, I'm so, that, that is such an overdone costume. There was still a billion Harley Quinns and I don't think I took a picture of any of them because there's, a million of them. 
So right. uh, here's Cora. Now, had you had like a picture of all the Harley Quinns together, that would have been neat. There was a Harley Quinn meetup that apparently I, I decided I didn't want to be at, but I don't remember them announcing it. I only got out there when they were all walking away, so I got to see all the Harley Quinns in one area. I'm not sure who this is. Ty's not confused. Um, Cora from Avatar, like the last airbender. The, the Legend oh, of Cora okay. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. She's the most recent Avatar. Uh, there was one that I saw that had the like the water, but it was you know ribbons. Oh, that would be awesome! Yeah. Uh, here's Batman with the shark repellent. <laughs> um, Adam West was supposed to be at this Comic Con, but he he couldn't make it due to death. So there were there were a lot of classic Batman people because Burt Ward was still there, um, who played Robin. Yeah. This was a great costume too. That that and seeing everyone with their deaths. Yeah, I know. It's like it's terrible. You were scheduled for something and you backed out. How dare you die on us? <sighs> yeah, I had a barber die, and it's like, dude, seriously, how inconsiderate? Just because you're like, okay, my hair's still growing there, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? You still know a barber. You just have to come to Portland to get it cut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, look, I found Tony Stark. Nice. Uh, he was one of like four Tony Starks. Um, uh, there were two guys that did really, in my opinion, did a really great job. He was one of them. I couldn't get the other one, but he shows up in pictures on Facebook. So, um, yeah, that, that's a pretty good Tony. Yeah. Uh, here are uh, the Hello Kitty Nazis. I don't know. They, 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 somebody put on an alert that these people were dressed as Nazis, but they are clearly not dressed as Nazis. They're clearly dressed as Hello Kitty supporters <laughs> yeah they, they are very clearly both nazis and hello kitty supporters well see the thing was is it um someone made it sound because she was volunteering like, yeah rose city comic-con volunteers were actually like serious concerned about the nazis that showed up and all of the pink on those uniforms except for maybe the the ribbons above their pocket all of the pink is sewn on so it's not like they just threw it on real quick it's that's part of the outfit i know that we've seen them at other yeah. comic cons too i just i stopped them they look awesome it does and the thing is is that if that was at a, a comic con last year uh nobody would have said a word about it but because of what happened here recently yeah uh, it, it's an issue it just just like with the statues and everything else it's like you know a year ago no one gave a shit well, in, in Portland specifically, we we were actually having um, white nationalist uh, rallies downtown that that weekend. Yeah, and there were there were a lot of clashes and a lot of arrests. And this is Gandalf. Um, I, I I'm not Hagrid. I'm not sure if that's Hagrid or if it's uh, it's Hagrid. <laughs> or Gandalf, because he made a comment specifically about laughing at their wands. So. I, that's why I assumed he was Gandalf, but then there's uh, Dumbledore and uh, uh, Voldemort. I, you know, when I took the picture, I didn't realize Voldemort's face wasn't quite as blended as it in no. real in real life. I, I mean, he looked a lot smoother. I mean, it no. it definitely did not <laughs> it definitely did not look. They came through photo ops, and I thought too, because they were even talking about that they got a digital copy of the photo, and they were going to make him look better. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, it, it was a great job. This is the only Velma that I saw to take a picture of. I love that. Nice. That it's, looks really good. It's perfect. It's simple. It's it's. I love it. And I never saw everybody her. would recognize her. And and her blonde friend there was like oh, another one. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is Miss Miniver being held up by a female Punisher. Uh, the I. I never got a chance to see what this what's on the skull. I don't know if it's like a, a old school Japanese flag logo or if there's just pink running through it. But I mean, it's a good outfit. Yeah. Uh, and there you can see Ms. Miniver's. The slit goes is that high, and then her shirt. It's got the. It's not a. It's not a robe. It's a shirt with a, a skirt connection. Um. Here is Captain Marvel. Um. I only saw two Captain Marvels, and I don't remember what the other one looked like, but she happened to be walking by right as the Star Wars meetup was going on. I'm like, oh my God, can I get your picture? <laughs> that info booth behind you or behind her in that photo? Yeah. That's where my friend Lisa is all weekend. Okay. Um, this is Jean Grey slash the Phoenix lighting um, Ghost, uh, Ghost Rider's head on fire. Yeah, I like that Ghost Rider. It was yeah, cool. it was a really awesome yeah outfit and that chain as he was walking it was jingling so it was an actual chain and I didn't see them um, I didn't see the Ghost Rider except for this photo um, oh sorry uh, <laughs> this is the Punisher and Black Panther uh, both those guys were cosplaying as something else and when I posted this picture they they wanted me to tag them I've invited both of them to come on as guests in the future. And the, the Punisher is definitely, um, he's going to be picking a, a future time. So, oh, actually, I think he did. Sorry. I like the fact that the Punisher has gotten a shit kicked out of him in that picture. It, he did a real great job at that. And he's, uh, uh, now that I've seen his Instagram, he's also a great looking arrow. He's got, uh, oh, crap, he's got a, he's got a butt ton of actual under other pictures. Um, his name is Charles and, um, he's at the Omnis on Instagram. And yeah, he, both the Punisher movies, he took a lot of abuse. And you mean, well, in the he's probably the Punisher from the TV show, actually. But I mean, yeah, but, he, yeah. I mean, it's like the Punisher. He he took abuse though. I mean, he got hit a lot. Yeah. And, and the guy that played the Punisher in the TV shows was at Rose City Comic Con last year. Uh, yeah, Shane from Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, well, that's not the, well, I have this picture with the, uh, portrait mode on and I, I obviously I don't have the portrait mode one here, but, um, you get the, that guy popped in right before I took the picture and then I took a couple of more so that he wasn't in it, but I mean, photobomb, hmm. but her, uh, her buns, uh, they're, they're fake and she's got a, uh, or they were connected and then she's got like hair clips holding that, uh, hood up. But she uh, she was Ray the first day, and yeah. she was uh, Leia this day, and I I don't remember what she said she was the day before that. What is that? All right, so that was all the pictures of the uh, second day. I'm sure these people in, enjoy the pictures of that, you know, the whole like hold still, let me get a picture of you, and instead of the ones where where people are getting in there and you know doing one of these things, you know, I, I'm sure those are probably more annoying. Well, there's uh. The whole let me get a selfie with you instead of let me well, get a picture with you. The selfie thing, I mean, I did that the very first year, and you know, in hindsight, 
it was okay to have, but I mean, there was a lot of great costumes I didn't get because you could only see from the chest up. So the right. uh, the thing that I want to start doing is I took I took more portrait mode pictures this year than I have in the past, and every single person that had a portrait mode picture of them just rant and raved about it. So the next time we have a Comic Con or a or a thing like that, and I'm taking pictures at it. I'm going to do every single costume in portrait mode, and that hopefully will be uh, a lot, a lot better. Well, I mean, and, and the main idea of a selfie is the whole like, look, I was here with this guy. But if you're at something like that and you're taking pictures, you know you're there. You took all the damn pictures. Yeah. Retro Gaming Expo will be October twentieth. Okay. So that weekend, I know people dress up not as much. But yeah, and then the week after that is Comoricon. Yes, are you going to be uh, volunteering for that one? Yep, I will be info booth. Because I'm pretty sure that I don't have any commitments that weekend, so I'm hoping to make it to that one. And I may show up a little bit at Comoricon, but um, there was something I was watching. Uh, I'm watching the uh, Pro Chess League qualification round before the second season starts that on on Saturday the 28th so from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'll be watching chess and the thing with Comoricon um, if they set it up the same way to, that they did last year the info booth both info booths were outside in the hallway so you can just show up and take pictures and see me in the hallways and not have to pay Oh, I'm sorry, Kitty. Because Kimura actually get in. I mean, because Kimuricon is really um, this is the visual representation it's, of what it is for me, yeah. so it's a little bit over my head. See, I I actually am an anime and manga fan, so I like some, but mine is very apparently. I have this very tiny sliver that hardly anybody knows about. Oh, so. mine is even smaller. Mine is Ruby. Period. Does that even count? I don't. Well, in my, I don't it know. should because hey, it's, it's as good as it gets with me. That's yeah. as close as I get. I've I've never I've never liked anything until I saw Ruby and I really liked it. And actually, all four of the um all four of the Ruby voice actors were um at Rose City Comic Con. So um, so that we're not uh, just talking uh, Comic Con. Uh, I would like to move to another topic, and that would be. Uh, because I completely forgot about this last week, so we could have talked about it then, too. But um, Jodie Whittaker has been announced as the 13th Doctor, the first female to pull the, pull, pull the ray, play the role. <laughs> the first female to play the role. And uh, thoughts? Well, I've been saying for years that it was past time for them to have the Doctor regenerate into a female. Tom so. Baker, before he left the role, actually joked that he should be replaced by a woman. Now, they say that he joked, but I mean, how serious was he? Because they were asking him questions, and he's like, they kept saying, he might follow you, or he might do this, and he might do that. He, then he said, or she. But that, of course, never happened. So, but. Um, well, because they established very early on that the Doctor is an alien, and, and that Time Lords don't actually really have much of a concept of gender. Right. Yeah, so, that's what I was gonna say too. It's like they're—it's an alien race that—that's what they are. Is they switch from person to person or body to body, and one particular. Oh, bit he, he at one point makes some comment or other in one of the seasons. I don't remember which one, 
about another Time Lord that he used to know, and he's not even sure if they're a man or a woman at this point. When he first became uh, Matt Smith, he said something like that. He looked at his hair, he's like, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. You know I mean, it's like, I mean, you knew it was a possibility, and if it's a possibility, then there's probably equal chances of him being a man and a woman at any given time. So the fact that he was a man for so long is kind of a, unless that's something they can choose. Well, the there, there's a lot of rumors on how that actually is going to happen, but um, uh, Stephen Moffat has been the one to make all the drastic changes and do all the drastic things, and this is his parting shot, kind of. But the guy that's taking over, the guy who used to run Broadchurch, uh, Jody Whitaker was on Broadchurch, and we've had Broadchurch on my Netflix queue for quite a while, and I finally got someone to start watching it with me, and uh, we're... Jodie Whittaker's character right now is mostly just sobby, complainy woman, but I mean, I, I have hopes that she's going to be a great doctor. I don't have any problem with her being a her. Uh, I know that there is a, a big uproar that, oh my God, the doctor's going to have boobs now, but... Yeah, but people whined about the new Ghostbusters movie, too. And but it was you, awesome. When, when you say that people whine, though, do you say, do you, do you mean that Americans whine? <laughs> or, or you know, because this is a British series. Well, I mean, so... Americans whined about it, but, I mean, Ghostbusters, I don't know of Ghostbusters' impact in other countries. I've always thought of it as an American thing. Sure. But, I mean, yes, it's mostly Americans that I've seen getting pissed off about the Jodie Foster thing, too. Yes. Well, Americans whine about all kinds of stuff. Have either of you seen the new Mummy movie? Yes. What did, did you like it or did you not like it? Um, well, it wasn't bad. I don't even know if I finished the whole thing. I really don't. I was watching it just a little bit before I went to work and then I watched a little bit more of it the next day. And it just wasn't catching me like the original one did. But whenever there's an original of something and you watch another one, you're comparing it the entire time. And I think that's one of the issues that people have with the Ghostbusters and the remakes is that you're comparing it to... The other one had Bill Murray in it, you know, and it's like it, the other one was a really good movie. And what I thought, what I was really hoping for was uh, not having a problem with there being women in there. But as a remake, I was actually wishing that it would be one of those things like uh, like these guys, they're old now and their daughters are taking over the business. I was really hoping for something like that, where it was like a continuation where the women are taking over it instead of just a straight-out remake, because that makes it sound like we're doing this to make the women happy. You have illustrated exactly what most Americans illustrate that I find annoying. And it's not because you're saying it. I'm just, I'm saying, I'm glad that you said that that way, because this is why I need to, I'm going down a direction now. Yeah. Britain has two of the most popular franchises in world history, Doctor Who and James Bond. And what is the common element between both of those? The actor changes on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. What United States American-based show do we have where an actor changes on a regular basis? Batman. Okay, one. We have one. I but, didn't hear what he said. Well, Okay, superheroes oh, don't count because they keep doing because they reboot the comics every three years too. But okay, so uh, now I'll accept Batman. So then let's look at 
Americans with every other thing that somebody tries to do. Okay, I come into this. Let's say I'm a great. I've established myself as a as a screenwriter. I've got I've got some good ideas under me. I made some decent movies or some great movies. Maybe I have a blockbuster up there. All right. I come in and let's just pick a franchise. Let's just say I've got a great idea to bring you a better alien movie. Okay, but I can't have any history attached to it, so I'm going to reboot it. I'm going to cast basically the same type of characters in the original Alien movie, and I'm going to kind of bring a little bit of the action portion of Aliens into it, but I'm going to reboot it. Americans immediately go, oh, rebooting it, it's going to be crap. Doesn't matter who's in it, doesn't matter what it's about, it's going to be crap. And like I said, it's not that it's going to be crap, but you're going to naturally compare it to the other one, especially if it's a... Well, the you, first, if you really like the first one, you're going to compare it. You will, but that's only because you're old enough to remember the first one. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. There's people who watch the Star Wars movies, and they watch the first three that are made. Uh, and when you, the, the, the young people who watch episodes one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six, as opposed to the ones who watched four, five, six, one, two, three, they're both seeing it in like totally different ways. Right. Uh, just because of the ones that, like, a kid nowadays isn't going to watch four or five and six and then go back and watch one, two, and three like we all had to do because they didn't have the other ones. They're going to watch it from the beginning of the franchise and watch it on. But that's but that's a different that's a different story here. Americans, I, the, I was staying, I'm staying with this. So the the Ghostbusters thing. It's a reboot because the technology is different. They've got a better story. They can do something different. They can kind of keep it the same. They can bring in the original actors that are still alive to make cameos to kind of have that, haha, we're recognizing you, but it's not, it yeah. doesn't have to be tied. But if you tie it to the past, you are automatically saddled with all kinds of explaining how you got to where you were at and why the Ghostbusters weren't doing anything for the last 30 years. You automatically right. saddle yourself with that. Yeah. I mean, except for in that case, because the Ghostbusters fixed the ghost problem. So it would have been like, that's why they haven't been doing anything. They they won. They beat them. You thought <laughs> that after Ghostbusters won, but they were ostracized because they were basically booted out of popularity. So yeah. they, uh, after the first because one... Because they suck. The, uh, the second one, they... Um, uh, the, the kid was doing, or the one guy was doing a uh, a birthday party. They're out of work because they defeated all the ghosts. So when the, the old slime river showed up, now you had like an entirely different thing. But they beat that too. But why why can't we accept the female? To, for, you know what? I can go into this movie and I can. I sat down and I enjoyed. Oh, it was a great movie. I liked it. I, and I enjoyed Ghostbusters for what it was. I didn't say they did things better in the other movie. That's a different movie. I watched the female one for what it was, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I was really looking forward to it too. But apparently, there are so many sexist pigs out there that refuse to accept a woman. They're not doing a second one. Well, no. Then maybe you should just refer to it as the new Ghostbusters, not the female Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters. <laughs> but I mean, that was in. A lot of people tried to cover up the sexism by saying, "Well, they just it wasn't right because they had boobs." No, no, nothing wrong with it at all. In fact, the one chick was really hot. She was crazy, but she was hot. Oh yeah, uh, Kate McKinnon. 
That was the best character in, in the thing. <laughs> she was awesome. She was nuts. She was like the type of people I'd hang out with. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. And if, and and uh, Melissa McCarthy, I, I haven't seen a movie with her in it that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed. I, we we like Leslie Jones from uh, Saturday Night Live, and she played that character to a T. I mean, that same type of character to a T. Just just a little off kilter, but normal enough to where things were were funny. And then um, there were a lot of complaints about. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's role. <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth was the uh, he was the secretary, like the, yeah, the, the oh. really dumb blonde guy. Yeah, right. Where he he scratches his eye through his glasses. Like, oh, I can't I, I can't see through the lenses. I, I'm just getting him dirty all the time. And somebody had made a comment of about how he could have done so much more. And one of the actual one of the four actresses had commented going. Oh, so it's not great to have eye candy in a movie, is what you're telling me. And <laughs> I mean, that's all Hemsworth was in that movie. He was comic relief and eye candy for the ladies, which is right. fine. But I mean, why why rebel against reboots? We have an opportunity to tell a newer version of the same story. And you can't see the zippers on the costumes of the bad guys and the monsters. That's my favorite part. It's kind of like how Dread was so much better than the Stallone movie. Oh, God. And that was... The who? Dread, the new Doctor Judge Dread movie. Oh. With Carl Urban. Everybody... I've heard a couple of people talk about it on podcasts. And one guy, he's like, okay, listen. Let me say off right off the bat, the the new Dread movie was outstanding. But if you'd have told me that I was going to enjoy a movie where I didn't get to see the main actor's face at all, it happened in a single location, and it was nothing but explosions, I'd have laughed in your face. <laughs> right. No, I did like the Sloan one. That was really good. I mean, it, it was it was good if you look at it as a comedy, but as a ser- as a serious action movie, which is what they build it as, it fails on every level. I, I attribute the original really Dread and the new Dread like this. I liked Ang Lee's Hulk, but when the Incredible Hulk came out, I could stop defending Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I liked all the Hulk movies, too. I mean, and, and that, like, I was told that I was an idiot for liking the first couple. Uh, it's like they, they were all good movies. Um, now, did they have to remake them? No, except for, like you said, somebody comes up with a new idea, and they have to reboot. But uh, they were all good. So that happened. That would happen with Hulk, and I thought about Batman, and Spider Man, and so like I after you said that one, uh, yeah, after you said yeah. that, I am like, hey, I can think of some of these too, but they're all comic book related. And if they're not comic book related, American fans almost wholeheartedly reject it. So I would love, I would really love for someone who's got the 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 chutzpah. To come out with a property where it is designed to have an actor replaced on a regular basis, like a Doctor Who or a James Bond. Now, uh, let's see. What was the uh, Back to the Future? His girlfriend in there. Um, that was a different actor from the first one to the second one. That's because the first girl. <laughs> that's because the first one couldn't be in the second one for some reason. Yeah. I work um, with a super fan of Back to the Future, and he's he's like, the first girl is mine. I don't like the second one. Vampire Lestat. I love the fact that Vampire Lestat was great in the first one, and I didn't care for the second one just because it's like, hey, hey 
You're not Lestat. Lestat, the idea of you're ageless, you're timeless, you're, your face doesn't change for a thousand years, but it changed how many years later because they got a new actor to play you. And I liked the new guy. I liked the guy in Queen of the Damned better than I liked Tom Cruise. Yeah, I thought Tom, both. Uh, I liked that movie. That was a great movie. I, I, I thought myself to watch Queen of the Damned. Yeah, it's. I, I thought he played Lestat the way I read Lestat in the books. So I mean, Tom Cruise off to me was a little bit off. I mean, there was just something about it that didn't sit right with me. And then when we saw the new guy, and I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but he's been in other stuff since then. But I, he, I thought he did a. a uh, uh, more true to Lestat than Tom Cruise did. And then, uh, I mean, obviously Brad Pitt playing Louis, like, wow, that's exactly how I saw him to be. I mean, it was like, who would rather sit in a pile of books and read that than to, like, social? I, I don't know. That just, they nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rather than dwell on this too much longer, since we can argue about stuff, uh, you you've seen a few episodes of the Defenders. I've seen at least a couple. I don't remember which how many. I what have about? seen none of it. So, um, have you, uh, Kevin? Have you seen Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist? Their series? No. Okay, so you're completely out of the loop. Yeah, I I gave up on watching superhero TV shows when I realized that I'd have to watch six of them to understand what's going on in each of them. Well, the 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 Netflix Marvel ones are very cohesive without you abs like you can watch just Daredevil and then go into Defenders. You're not going to understand a couple of things, but I mean, it's so minuscule that you can just float right into it. So I mean, and if you only watch one of those series. Uh, well, I thought the same thing about the other ones, too, though. I mean, occasionally you'd end up with a, a new mask or something in one of the, the crossovers. But they they all seem to have their kind of, you could watch just the Flash or just the Arrow. And, and yeah, the, the I, personally, I don't think DC does as good a job as Marvel has done. I mean, they like when they do their mega crossovers with all their shows, that gets confusing. But Yeah, yeah see, I just... <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of superhero. I mean, I'm not really a comic book person. Shame on you. And see, I I read the Harley Quinn comics. Okay. Yeah, it's just then there was super, no superheroes. I enjoy like the actual written superhero stories much more than I do the comic versions. I I'm. Not, I've never been in the comic books. It's just kind of what I'm forced into now. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I do enjoy manga, but that's not comic books. Because I, I mean, there are superhero mangas, but Ooh. yeah, someone's happy now. My 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 signed uh, Scotty Young. It's oh, in nice. my comic book. That's awesome. Yeah. So he was he was like just around the corner from me all weekend from photo ops and I couldn't get over there until well, I did the second day before my shift because the first day he left before I was done. And so the second day he started at ten and I didn't start until noon. So we got there we got there early and I got him to Sign my my comic book. 
And I'm going to make me the primary camera here because I, I, I didn't show anybody any of these because I didn't get them day one. So um, first and foremost, we've got a Miss Miniver comic. Wow. Miniver. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but um, apparently there's two issues. And by the time I got to her, uh, it was only one issue left. And um, she was signing them. And you also got a signed uh, photo, uh, uh, basically art piece with her in it. Um, oh, I'm like, where did she sign it? And then I finally saw it there. It didn't blend it in. The blue gun, and there's a pin cushion. It's about cosplay. Is and, what it's about, so. Okay. You know what's weird is that you didn't see the uh, the signature when he first held it up, and I'm looking at her. I'm like. Well, that's cool. Oh, there's a face behind her. It's like I didn't even notice the face behind her. Like, so then I'm walking around uh, later on, and I come across this dude who's got this team comic book called The Resistance, and it's uh, he he described it as a bunch of aliens who have come to stop aliens from invading the Earth. But the leader of the resistance is the reason that the aliens are there in the first place. So she's kind of atoning for what she did. Yeah. So um, he had to deal with all, all four issues of the resistance. And I, I haven't read them yet, but I'm going to. Um, and then this is a character before the resistance. This is what happens to him beforehand. And then this is another issue of that. Oh, wait, I see what's going on here. So this is resistance. Issue zero, which is also a flip book, and now it's hyper action. Ooh, he says flip book review, and then um, this one does the same thing. Uh, it's hyper action number one, and uh, different uh, hyper action number one, and uh, these are characters from the books in here too. But um, I he's he's his own company. He's Big Blue Comics. Uh, I got him to sign everything, and uh, basically, if I'm buying a comic from the creator, uh, if they don't automatically just sign him, like, can you sign it? Yeah, why not? And uh, then I, I got this uh, from uh, uh, creator. Oh, uh, nice. I think you can get those at, like, the post office and stuff, too. Well, she, she stamped this. So she, oh, when, when I bought the comic that's in here, she puts this in here and she stamps it top secret. And I'll explain why in a second. And I'm like, okay. that is so cool. Yeah. Um, this is. So you were just talking about the envelope. Yeah. This is the tale of uh, 10,000. And these are the two agents. One is an FBI agent. The other one is a CIA agent. And they're anthropomorphic animals, obviously. Furry. And they're working, and they're working together, you know, top secret stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, you can tell she's horny. Because <laughs> she's a, a unicorn. Well, yeah, she's got one right there on her foremelon. Yeah. So this is, an, this is an occasion where I bought it. The creator was sitting there drawing another thing at the table. And then when I bought it, um, the, the envelope gets stamped. And I'm like, will you sign it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She seems surprised that she would have to sign it or that she, that she was being asked to sign it. I never... I never have a creator that's sitting at the table not sign it if I can avoid it. Because when am I ever going to get to see you again? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a boss who, who wrote a book, right? This boss wrote a book, and we bought three copies. Uh, one for me, one for my dad, and one for my wife's dad. And uh, it was my wedding day. I actually had the day off because it was my wedding. But because 
her father was going to be there and you know, we're, we were all going to be there. We, I went back to work and I had my boss. I said, hey, can I get you to sign these? And oh my gosh, the look on his face. First of all, he looked like he was going to hit me. He looked <laughs> like he just kind of turned like really like, you know, like, you know, like I have no problem signing. I've taken time out to sign those for you. But like just that, that seriousness when he turned around, I was like, you don't have to, you know, <laughs> but yeah, he says, uh, you know, he was happy as hell to sign that. He said for any of his fans, he would be happy to sign them. And then the fact that like, I knew the guy, I got something on my screen. Yeah, it was totally, totally worth it. But yeah. Um, so how many episodes have you been into Defenders? Let's let's go with that. Like two. I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm at on there. What was uh, the last thing that happened that you can remember clearly? That's thinking music. Um, <laughs> she's looking at me like, oh my gosh, Bob's having a seizure. <laughs> um, I know there is the. Uh, they all got introduced. They. Something about a old Japanese woman, uh, Madam Gao. Madam Gao. I don't remember, man. It was like. Have you seen Zagorny Weaver? I don't think so. Okay, so then you it, you can't be more than three episodes in. So yeah, it was either two or three. Have you watched? What have you watched of the other Netflix series? I watched, I believe, all of all of them. Okay. So if you've actually seen all of all of them, every single one of the individual series has had some form of the hand involved in it. Yes, which I thought was awesome because the turtles has the foot. Well, the turtles specific Eastman and Laird specifically named them the foot because Daredevil had the hand. <laughs> oh, my God. oh. That, wow. that, that's an actualism. They, they were like, we needed a ninja clan. So we, we, we just looked at Daredevil. We saw the foot of the hand. So we made the foot. <laughs> so, somewhere out there, there's another creator going, oh, elbow, the nose. I'm running out of body parts here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's embarrassing crap to get the shit kicked out of you from the penis. So um, basically, the Defenders talks about all the stuff you wanted to know about what the hand is doing. It explains the hand at this. That's that's I, without spoiling anything. Um, it reintroduces characters that you've met in Daredevil. It reintroduces uh, characters that you've seen. Actually, every every individual series brings in its support cast. So you've got uh, Deborah Ann, or not uh, whoever Deborah Ann Wall plays, and you've got Foggy Nelson, Karen, Karen Page, Karen Page, yeah. and Foggy Nelson. You've got Misty Knight. You've got Claire. You've got. Um, I love the names. They the, they put amazing names into things like this. Danny's the girl. Dan. Um, uh, With the dojo. Yeah, I'm completely blanked on what her this name is. This other girl. Yeah, the 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 the, 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 the dojo girl. Right, and the doctor chick. Which one was the doctor chick? That's that's Claire. That's Claire. That's uh yeah, but it brings in the support casts so i mean that there's a tie-in there um and if you haven't noticed next time you notice or next time you watch every time you have one of the individual main characters you'll mm -hmm. see a color scheme in there so daredevil will always have something red going on or a red oh. tint 
Um, Luke Cage obviously has yellow or a yellow tint. Jessica Jones has a bluish tint going on. And Danny Rand or Iron Fist has a greenish tint going on. And then when you see them all together for the first time, it's white. I was wrong. I, I actually did see um, Weaver. Uh, so I, I am past that then. Uh, I am where he fought the electric nacho. Um, the electric nacho? Oh, I understand. The first time I ever watched Daredevil, and she said what her name was, I, and I said to my buddy, I said, did she just say That's she's... Right. I was like, did she just say electric nacho? He's like, electra nacho, or whatever the hell it was. I was like, wow, did I hear that wrong? But I've been calling her the electric nacho ever since, because... <laughs> so much that. cooler now that you say that. I, <laughs> I never, I guess I never put the the first name with it, but I always thought nachos as the last <laughs> name, too. <laughs> that struck me as odd. Wow. Yeah, you'll never hear it the same way again now. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I'm a few episodes into it. I don't remember how far, but uh, so yeah, she was in there. Uh, I think I watched a couple episodes where Electra was in there, and he's like trying to talk her back into it and everything. Oh, you're so, you're actually fairly deep. You're probably at like episode six ish or somewhere in there. If I was able to pull it up, I don't remember what device I was watching it on, but it would have like, you know, where you see where you've watched them already. But if you just go into Netflix on any device, as long as it's your same account, it should tell you what you've already been through. I don't think I have Netflix on my Bob on my phone. It's on my oh. Bob Pod. And uh, it's on my face thing, which is really cool. Because you're sitting there on a couch. There's mountains out the window. You're in a room, and like the lights are like you're. It's on a huge TV in front of you, and uh, it's got a lamp on the tables next to you. And as soon as the movie starts, the lamps turn down, and now you see the reflections of the movie on oh. the walls and stuff. While you're wearing the thing on your face, oh, yeah, you have like virtual reality. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That you put your phone into. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if I would like it, but. Things like that are really impressive. Like you can watch videos where you're sitting in a movie theater. You're like, it's got the projector out there. Um, there's like different things that you can do. So the one you're sitting in a movie theater and they're all empty seats and you're like watching it on the, on the big screen. Um, but you can go down to the settings and you can change it to on the moon to where you're like sitting there on like a lawn chair or something on the moon on a, on a screen down there. And there's like a projector on a box next to you shining down there. And you're like, looking like, wow. Wow. there's another one where it's like the, uh, somebody's iPod is sitting there. This is called ant version. There's like somebody's iPod sitting there and you're like this tiny little thing watching it on a huge screen. It's got big mushrooms and grass blades around you. <laughs> Keep him going. I'm going to go get water. Oh my God. That's neat. So that's what you were talking about earlier with the pictures or with the, um, streets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, being like standing in the street and looking around and stuff. Like if I had your address, I could stand in front of your house. It it's it's kind of like the Google Maps when you drop the pin and put the person on the street view, but yes, even more. That's what they use for. It. They use that particular photo for that. Okay. And then right. you can like either use the little controller on the side or the the hand thing, and so you hit it once and it puts a blue dot over there, and you hit it again, and now you're where the blue dot was. So you can just teleport, teleport, teleport. So you got the van driving around, and it's taking pictures of things. But I think there's also like a handheld thing that they use because there's things like you go to a forts and stuff, and you can go up into the forts. It's or, a, uh, 
it depends on the like the terrain and the location. If it's roads, then of course they have vehicles that have the cameras on top of them that are spinning. But if they if they are mapping trails or something that has to be on foot, then yeah. they have sort of a backpack sort of setup with a you know with a tower coming off of it on the back that they use to to map things like that. Um, I've seen like lately when you. Uh, sell like when people sell homes you can get kind of virtual oh, yeah. tours of homes too so i'm not sure I, I mean you know it's it's not google at that point i'm sure but some sort of software setup that they use to to capture that type of information too i know we used to take pictures with our phones where you you'd spin yeah, around yeah, and, yeah, and then and then you could even go up, you know, and, and fill in the top and look down and, and fill in everything around you. So yeah. I suppose something like that. But, oh, that's cool. And I have the 3D or the 360 camera, but it won't sync up to anything. So, I mean, I, I talked to him for like an hour on the phone. I brought it to Best Buy and talked to that guy for like an hour. And finally I said, yep, doesn't work. They all say the same thing. It's like, oh, it, it's fine. It'll work. You just have to do this. That thing that you looked up on the, uh, you know, the thing that were on the instructions you followed, and uh, the YouTube videos that you were looking at, yeah, you just gotta do that. And I'm like, right there, fucker. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's so they said, yeah, get a hold of the guys and they'll um, they'll swap it out for you. So oh, I like did. like there's something actually wrong with the yeah. the camera. Oh, okay. like it doesn't show up on any device that is putting out a signal at all. So I called. They said, "Oh yeah, we'll send you an email, and then all you gotta do is like print out the the printy McPrintergans, and then uh, stick it in the box and send it off, and we'll send you a new one." Print and uh, not, yeah, that's the technical term. You should know that working at post office. Right. And it didn't like send. They they like never sent it to me. I checked, and it's like I checked my email, and there's nothing there. And I'm like, so I'm gonna have to call back and be on the phone with these people, and I can't understand what they're saying. They're all like, they all have that same Indian accent. And I, I feel bad, but I'm like, I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, what? I, I can't, okay, I caught it that time. Yeah. Oh, what? Or, or, the, or because they think that Americans can't pronounce their names, they'll give you the, I'm Rick. And you're like, you're not Rick. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you're not Rick. They're, they've probably dealt with so many people mispronouncing their name that at that point it's just like, they don't care if you're one of the few Americans who's actually capable of it. They just yeah. don't want to deal with the headache anymore. But honestly, there's like no reason if I'm talking to somebody, you know, like I'm not gonna be like, uh, oh, thank you, DJ. And then you tell me something else. Oh, that's a good point, DJ. I'm not gonna, I, there's no reason having a conversation with you. Do I need to use your name at all? I mean, the only exception would be, yeah, uh, I just got forwarded to you. I was just talking to uh, Abib, uh, whatever, you know. That would be the only reason that you would need to use one of their okay. names. Okay, but think about it this way. Americans, something I've noticed, if you if you say your name to an American, like my last name is very difficult for people to pronounce when they read it. If I show it to someone, they will not rest until I've explained exactly how to pronounce it. The whole. Yeah, I don't even. Like, this is something that only Americans do to me. It's weird. <laughs> well, I don't even I'll, give my name unless it's like an important enough. Like, if I just meet someone, I'll say, "Yeah, I'm Bob," 
but I don't even bother with last names. It's like if I just met somebody, it's another business what my last name is. Um, I have many posts on my Facebook from the years of having my business that remind me of why I'm so glad I don't have my business. And one of them is a picture that I took of, of myself at a, um, at a craft show where I have a name tag on that says Trisha. And my business name at that point is Trisha's Bakery. And I had no less than three people ask if I was Trisha. <laughs> and, you know, I'd look down and, and I'd look up at them and I'd, you know, go, yeah. <laughs> wow. It just seemed kind of dumb. And the but, cool thing is, is you can have fun with that. Be like, no, I'm, uh, I'm Jamie. I'm Hilda. I'm like, tell everybody a different name. Why would you think I'm Trisha? <laughs> yeah. Why would you think that? Because it says go on your name tag. Then that must be it, fucker. <laughs> the, 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 um, the phone call stuff reminds me of yesterday. DJ was having problems with, um, with streaming the Mr. Olympia stuff onto our TV. And so it, it's through Amazon. So he contacted Amazon support through text or through um, what would that not text necessarily, chat. but chat, right? Chat. So, you know, chatting on typing on the screen and um, <laughs> and the guys just, you know, like DJ is explaining the problem and the guy's not quite understanding it. And at one point the guy tells DJ, you know, to clear the cache on his browser and and then he tells DJ to restart the browser and DJ's like, you know, talking to me and he goes, you know, if I restart the browser, I'm going to lose our chat. And I'm like, well, see, that's the point because he's tired of dealing with you. But yeah. <laughs> I will give him credit. It worked. It worked. <laughs> and and the, the funny part is, though, that this because he used the Amazon account is under my name. Um, and I forgot to tell you, I have an email from him that says, you know, thanks for contacting me. Um, we somehow got disconnected. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you told him to restart the browser. You know exactly why. <laughs> it wow. just made me laugh. <laughs> Both of us are like, yeah. As someone who's done chat support for a website before, you should never actually like use the browser that you're having the issue with to contact tech support. Right. Well, I and just contacted a different device or it's that we couldn't get it to work through Apple or through AirPlay through an iPad. We couldn't get it to work through an iPhone. We couldn't get it to when we hooked it up directly through an HDMI cable through an iPad, you know, like nothing was working. It was coming up with this error. And but but yes, I thought that because he said he was going to pretend to be me. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to do the whole conversation of this is not Trisha. I'm her husband. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to be you because it's easier that way. Because if I'm a girl, he'll know that I'm having problems with this. That wasn't so. No, I didn't want to explain <laughs> so, the whole different person. Yeah, but, I, but that made me think that you were using my iPad to try to play it and you were on your computer with the chat. Or something. I mean, I didn't realize that you you were using the same browser either. But you would think whatever, that would be the works. question that he would ask, though, before telling you to do that. Are you currently on that device? I know, right? <laughs> what do you need you to do? You would well, think I, that would be like 
I explained a couple of things, and then I'm like, let's concentrate on this. And then he's like, well, restart the browser. Well, I think he's still talking about the computer, so I'll start working on the computer because it's the one physically hooked into the damn TV at the moment. Boom. Oh, it works. Wow. But it's it's yeah. it's way more complicated than it needed to be. Because it was, I'm sorry to hear that you're unable to play Amazon video. That, that was the constant problem this guy was going back to, and it's no. It's playing on every device we own without a problem. What we can't do is get it to stream to our TV, whether it's through the Apple TV or through an HDMI cord physically. Yeah, that, that's probably something that they're required to do, though. So, <laughs> so then in this thing here, it says... Uh, seems to be related to HDCP contact content protection standards. And was that part of the, I know there was a error that came up every time. Anyways, um, blah, blah, blah. Use another browser. Um, it looks like something caused our chat about your query to be disconnected. I don't know. I'm really sorry for the inconvenience. Like rebooting the browser I was using? Oh, and his name was Arun Kumar. Oh, it was. It wasn't that it was name was difficult to pronounce no. or anything. But, yeah. <laughs> but he gave us he gave us a definite real name. <laughs> he didn't just say his name was Chad. <laughs> I'm Frank. So no, you're anyway, Kumar. it was just. <laughs> we also um another thing that it that it could be with a lot of call centers like the the place where I work, our agents do not give their real names to anyone. Everyone uses a pseudonym. Well, I've done tech support, and I, I we were told never to give out the last name, so that's what we did. We all used our first names, and we didn't. Nobody used the last. Yeah, name. no, we we don't even give out first names. It's always a pseudonym. At Aetna um, management, if they had to be contacted for something, they all had a fake last name. All of management did that. They would use just for Aetna. So if I was working for you, my pseudonym would be lukewarm. I wonder how many people use George Glass. <laughs> There's a reference to uh, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. I have never seen a single episode of that. That was, well, it was probably in the episodes too, but it was also in the movie, the remake. When you say the last See, The Brady Bunch always just seemed like a stupid concept to me. The what? The Brady Bunch. It is a stupid concept. Oh my God! Families can't be made of many different types of people. Come on, that's not realistic. Yeah, it was a guy with three guys and a girl with three girls. They got married. They well, do the same thing. Like, in, uh, what was that one cheaper by the dozen? Didn't that work that way? Um, what 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 about the fact that uh, boy they live such a tough life with a full time live in housekeeper? <laughs> well, he was an architect. And didn't she do something like super important too? I don't think so. Yeah, women. <laughs> the way he responded was perfect in that situation. No, at no least, he wouldn't have done that in anything important. At least in the Cosby <laughs> show, he was a doctor and she was a lawyer, so they were loaded, and you knew they were loaded. Well, yeah, yeah but he was also a pedophile. Not in the show. Yes, 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 in the show. That would made that would have made for a cooler show, though. But like... Yeah. Uh, like, just like, hey, is it okay if your daughter spends the night at my house? Uh, no. 
In, in the show, basically. You don't even know your daughter. <laughs> my, my daughter doesn't even know your daughter. She well, your kids are out of town, sir. That's okay. <laughs> well, see, in the Cosby show, they actually, there are several times where they reference how much older the guy is than his wife. And at one point, they state that he chose his college because he knew that that was where she wanted to go when she finished school. But based on their relative ages, when he chose that college, she would have been like six years old. Oh my God, it's so weird. So yes, so, pedophile in the show. <laughs> how, I didn't realize there was an age difference between him and his wife. Yep. But I mean, like watching the show, I mean, like, I don't know if it actually said their ages. There was an episode yeah. where uh, there were, had, like, he had a birthday one, uh, two years in a row, I think they had a birthday one because it did so good the year before. They had birthday episodes for both of them and they mentioned their ages. Hmm. So, Do you remember what the age difference is? I don't know the exact age difference, but she was definitely a child at the time that he would have been going to college. Difference. The only episode that I can clearly remember is he's telling this story. It's Claire's birthday, and he's telling this story about how he remembers going up to this one store, and he's telling this long, elaborate story about this brace, this uh, necklace that Claire wanted, and and the details in the necklace. And then she looks over at him after the story's done, and she's like. Ah, it's not that wasn't me. That was so and so. You got it wrong. And he opens up the thing. And she says, "I was after the green wooden bracelet that was in there." And he opens up the present. It's the green wooden bracelet. So he totally swerved her. It was like a wrestling storyline, right there. Nice. And of course, the difference is the fact of like even like, uh, I don't know if he went to a certain school just because she was going to be at the school. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. If he was, like, doing weird stuff, trying to, I don't know, it's like, there's more to, like, there was a thing on Facebook last week where this dude was, like, um, a guy took a picture in a Walmart, and people flipped the fuck out about it because he's a pedophile, and he's taking pictures of uh, of kids or whatever, and it's like, wait, what? Like, the only thing people were saying, I would have smashed his phone, and I would have uh, I would beat the fuck out of him. The thing the thing about the the Cosby show thing is that they actually said that he chose his college because that's where she wanted to go because he wanted to date her. So I just found it here. Hang on. This is the section that's talking about Claire. Her age is directly stated only once during the series and two separate episodes provide contradictory information on the age difference between herself and Cliff. He celebrates his 50th birthday during season three, Cliff's 50th birthday, while she celebrates her 46th during season five, Birthday Blues, two years later, indicating that she is six years younger. However, in the season four episode, The Locker Room, it is stated that Claire is four years younger. So in neither of those scenarios is he old enough to be college-bound while yeah. she's six. Okay, so, so then it, she would have been 12 then. Still a pedophile. If you want to look at it that way, I think you're entirely wrong, but okay. <laughs> that, that doesn't make you a pedophile because you choose to go to the same school as someone. I mean... No, no, no. Because okay. it was specifically stated that he went to that school because he wanted to date her. But he wasn't dating her. It's not like he was like sleeping with a 12-year-old. 
It was just kind of a... He felt a romantic attraction to a 12-year-old as at least an 18-year-old himself. But how would she know what college she wants to go to at 12? I know zero 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. there seems to be a little hole in there. Yes, it was contradictory, but at the same time, still a thing that happened. Well, I just... Maybe it's... Maybe if she, and I don't know, but if that character had older siblings um, who went to a specific college, then maybe the parent is like, I want all my kids to go there. And so maybe he knew that was the college based on that fact, not the fact that a 12-year-old knew where they wanted to go to school and, yet, but, but still, that you assume that that person is also going to go to the same college as their other sibling. They are between four and six years apart. My parents are a decade apart, or were a decade apart, as my father is no longer here, but 10 years. Yes, but how old were each of them when they met? Uh, 18 and 28, or 17 and 27. Yeah, not really as big a deal as 18 and 12. Hey, I think a lot's getting read into something that they probably didn't even think about. Yeah. probably the whole, like, idea of we made characters, we need backstories, so let's see, this is the backstory. Well, you know, the, the fact that, that um, the characters on the Cosby show were never 12. You know, th those two adults were never 12. They were, like, they came out as full adults when the, the first day of the shooting, and they talked about a past that never really existed because that's, it's a show. That's a great SNL skit, by the way, where the lady gives birth to a full-grown 40-year-old man. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was that show where they, um, the idea of, like, on, on screen, like, um, it was like a Fat Albert guy who took off his hat, and there was, like, no face underneath because the artist never drew the face. <laughs> he never had to because, like, like seriously, like you look at a um, during these skits, you got like, let's say you got a show where a woman's running down the street, or she's walking down the street, and someone grabs her purse and takes off, and then somebody like grabs her purse and brings it back and says, "Hey, yeah." Uh, there's quite possibly nothing in that purse at all. Every drawer is em potentially empty. Every cabinet is potentially like nothing. Books are blank. I mean, and I guess, I guess maybe we're talking about a story that's in a blank book here. That's I guess the, those people just don't actually like the way that I do things is like if I'm say running a a D and D campaign or something, every single NPC that ever that the care that the players meet has a full backstory that I wrote out for them. I like to do backstories too, but I have run into so many players that are like ah, you, nah. and like. Okay, so then you've got zero things for me to hook you into the story with because you've given me zero backstory. And then... It, it doesn't even matter if I intend them to interact at all. Like, it could just be some random character on the street that, they, that I've populated this city with. They've still got a backstory. I created... I used to email sim a lot. So I, I was a, a starship captain, and it was a Star Trek sim, and I, I was the captain, and I, I was the game master, essentially. So everybody gave me their backstories, and I came up with a scenario where every single one of them linked in, so one event would happen that they would all have their little meaty hooks into, they would have a reason to care. We get to that part of the story, and almost nobody gave a shit. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You put this a lot of effort and stuff like that. This is supposed to be a cleaner podcast. Sorry, this twice we've sworn, but oh, are you kidding me? 
We or you? Well, I'm trying to make this less explicit, <laughs> and we're doing a great job because we have sworn way less than we used to. Yeah, you should have told me that because I like I'm really good at using the F word. Well, I mean, you know now, so just don't. I mean, if you if you slip, fine. We're still explicit, but I mean, as we go. But anyway, yeah, I'm not even sure if I have throughout this episode. I probably have because that's how I talk. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so that's pretty good. So I created this huge. I mean, it was it was this event. Everybody's backstory worked into this. Everybody had a reason to care about what I was telling the story of, and some people even dropped out of the story at that point. Eh, this doesn't really involve me. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow. Very See, that's how the um, like the fate rules work off that concept, where you make up your characters as you go, and you have things like during character creation, you say like, uh, uh, explain how you met one other person in the group, and like each person does that. Explain one thing that uh, we'll go through like a quick thing of. Um, one thing that happened in your past while you had these powers or while you had this and you like kind of create that as you go and that's why i love i want to play fate so bad is because the, it's rather than six adventurers pop into an inn and you all get brought together because someone's willing to fork gold out i'm not going to hang out with that elf because i'm a dwarf god damn it it's a it's not a thing that i do and i'm not going to hang out with him now i don't care how much you pay me wasis dwarf but gold's gold anyway <laughs> Fate ties everybody in together. Titan's Grave, the uh, the way uh, Will Wheaton did Titan's Grave also tied everybody. He's like he was asking questions. How do you know so and so? Uh, the Fear the Boot guys, of which Dan from Fear the Boot will be a guest in the near future. Check the schedule. Uh, they actually came up with a series of questions. It's uh, it's the oh, I forget what it's called now, but there's a series of questions you ask. You fill this out, and it it links everybody. Together, I mean, it's thing. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I'll find it, but it's the basically it's the reason you guys are hanging out in the first place. It's how you know each other. Maybe you're related. Maybe this, that, and the other thing. It's it's really wow. Fürtberg is what I was gonna type in there. Apparently, the Swedish chef version of Fear the Boots. Fürtberg. Maybe you should see a doctor about that. <laughs> Uh, the group template. So they have it. You can download it. It's there's also they got all kinds of um, role playing editions. And I'm on the episode that Dan's going to be on. We're probably going to talk about this, why they developed them all and stuff like that. But it's, it's really interesting to me that none of them are blonde. Um, like they're very rarely blonde. Yeah, we're watching the bikini uh, Olympia results here, and yeah, none of them are blonde. Although I have to say that all of them are white girls. Oh, except for the winner. She's she's uh, Hispanic. And maybe the last one, she doesn't look. Anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> but well, yeah, there's wait, this group wait. template. Oh, go ahead. Just a sec. Did you make shirts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why nice. was I not informed of this? I have a gray one, too. Do Are they, can, can, can they buy them, or can we buy one for Kevin? Um... We can check. I mean, I know shirts have been on sale a few times. I waited until shirt creation went on sale, and and then we got a couple. I don't remember which site it was on, but um, so we. So it's not like an. Um, it's not open to the public yet. No. Oh, okay. So not like a Redbubble thing or anything. No, it, it's it is like it, but it's either Zazzle or Vistaprint. 
So we we got a set just to you know test it out, see what kind of what stuff was going on. And um, these are a heavier weight. So if I wear this to like work underneath my work shirt, I sweat a lot. And it's I'm I'm kind of warm now because it is very warm in here right now. Where there's but, a fire inside, so. <laughs> There, yeah, it's it's nice and cool outside, and we can't open the windows. You know, when when he first said that, I'm like, Anchor Bar. Why would you have made a shirt that says Anchor Bar? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, him. Birthplace of the Buffalo Wings, Buffalo, New York. Yeah, that's where my shirt's from. Buffaloes are massive. We had lots of buffaloes in North Dakota. Well, still do. Since uh, since I did reference the. Uh, um, oops. We were talking about buying one of the machines for doing a soak screening. Uh, we ended up not, obviously, but uh, once you have the program for a particular shirt, you could just like load that in there, print the thing off, and shink, shink, and they're done. And who knows? Maybe that's something we'll end up doing sometime, anyways. But guess what we're doing now? Guess. You got to guess. It's got something to do with bees. Um, honey? Your beekeeping? We're getting bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I thought you were gonna get that one, DJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get too far off of it, I wanted to bring up the schedule because we did this last week, and I want to start doing this on the show. Um, we've got no guests next week because Brandy had to pull out for a reason. She is going to; she's re working on rescheduling with me, Brandy from Gamers Table. I'm still working on a couple of other people that aren't listed on the schedule yet. Actively working on them. But we have September 30th, a guy I work with, John Cabral. He's geeky. Uh, we'll probably talk a lot of Game of Thrones that night, maybe some Westworld, um, some other interesting stuff. But he's he's got a lot how, of... How I can get him to use his 3D printer for my advantages. He has a 3D printer. Um, the, uh, the guy who was the Punisher, Charles, a.k.a. Omnis, he will be on October 7th with us. And the last guest we have scheduled, confirmed at this point, on the, October 14th, Dan from Fear the Boot will be on with us. So um, I'm I'm I've got guests in the can that I'm working with uh, working on trying to get an actual date set in. Miniver's on that list. Um, I don't think I could be here for any of those weekends. I have got uh, next weekend. I have to work both days, and I might have to work on the. Uh, I think that if you can scrape by on the 14th, Dan is going to be someone you want to want to talk to because he's. It's that that's going to be an all role playing show or mostly role playing show. He's he's got a lot of that. That's his background. You have to miss that. October fourteenth. What? Wait, wait, Kevin. What? Um, the second Saturday of every month, I can't be here. You son of a motherless goat. Okay. Well. Sorry, real um, life intrudes. We should have uh, metal with us. So I mean, we do have a. Um, Super role-playing nerd on on staff. Uh, if in case of emergency, we just break the glass and and metals there. But uh, the the one actual role-playing show. And and even if I'm the only one on the show, I mean, I'm me and Dan can go back and forth quite a bit. Um, someone might get a little bit bored because I and already see that it's not going to be the show for her. So maybe she wants to. Take I'm already bored with this one. Weekend off. Do you want to go do something else? But we're cool. Yeah, we're cool. What? We had a viewer for a really long time there. Like a lot really? of Yeah. They're not here anymore. But, well, it, actually, I can't say that. Because sometimes viewers don't show up when they're watching. Ghost viewers. We probably Spectral viewers. They died. No, no. 
he actually they jumped off just after uh, we started discussing um, uh, after we were <coughs> done discussing the schedule proper. It's probably that clown behind you in the window. <coughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> no, there's not. But that would be frightening because this is the second floor. <laughs> probably that flying clown in the window behind you. <laughs> I should totally put a clown thing in the window some night and then just have, I mean, totally just not, none of us reference it at all. Yeah, well, at this point, even if you put something in the bedroom, yeah, it'll it'll show up because that dark doorway is into our bedroom. Yeah, it's our bedroom. It's a reflection in the window uh, in front of us. I want us to all have decent backdrops in the future, but rather than throw everybody into the situation where you immediately have to figure out something, uh, I explained last week that we were going to kind of work our way into it. So, um, Bob, your apartment is neat because there's a lot of things in the background to look at. That's okay too because it's fairly. Uh, <laughs> It's fairly bland, but don't worry about Hi, it. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and Kevin, yours, flip it around. yours is perfect right now because, I mean, I don't know what that picture is that we can see at the bottom of, but. There we go. Yeah. Uh, let me click okay. on. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Oh. oh. Oh, it's a person with the antlers. So that's, I mean. The, the, the reason I was on about the, uh, I, I, that I'm on about the uh, backdrops is if metal is going to have Budweiser in the background most of the time, I think Budweiser should be paying us for it. Because huh. <laughs> right now we're giving them free advertising. Not that we're advertising to a ton of people, but, you know, we're trying. You could also turn and just use the curtains since they're white. I could. Well, that, that's assuming they want to be associated with us in the first place. I mean, they might just sue us and or send a cease and desist. I mean, that's possible, too. Or pay them to take it down or cover it. In which case, um, ideally, what, what I would love Metal to do if he had the opportunity to do it is um, post himself in front of his bookshelf full of gaming books. So that all the time we're all just like, oh, man, I like that one. I like that one. Oh, what is that one? Hey, Metal, pull that down. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have any, I, I don't have a, I don't have a physical library to do that, with, which would be cool. But I mean, I could put my, uh, my two Wraith books that I have, because I still, I'm a huge Wraith fan. You could put your white box of comics behind you. Yes, I could put the short box behind me, and then probably take some of them out. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh, hey, why, you, you need to tell us, yes, I have that version and the hardcover, the second edition. <coughs> what book is that? That's Wraith, The Oblivion. Oh. <coughs> so, oh my god. I think I'm going to tell a Navy story. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So, in, uh, in Okinawa, uh, uh, Chris introduced me to Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, we went out on in Okinawa City at one point, and we found a gaming shop, and that's where we found out all where all the rest of the White Wolf stuff was. So I bought Werewolf. Uh, uh, Ivy bought Mage of the Ascension. And... Um, we bought some more supplements for Vampire because Chris was doing this all from memory. And while he didn't have a lot of things right, nothing that he didn't have right was so different that we couldn't just slowly swing the little door over that way and just correct it at, through the gaming. So Chris was running Vampire without a book. I was running Werewolf without a book. And Ivy ran all of one session with uh, Mage before he lost interest in running the game. 
I always ran PT without a book. <laughs> and then I went to the shop, and one day I saw the the Wraith the Oblivion. I'm like, <gasps> so I got Wraith the Oblivion, and I started running that one. And because Wraith is literally about the ghosts of the of of dead people, I thought, what better <laughs> way? What better way to get you involved in the game than to kill one of your other established characters that we've already met, and you play that character because we already have all the stats ready. Yeah. Do you know how that went over? Like a lead balloon. Could you start at a uh, first level with a multi-leveled character like dying or? I I at first the idea was yeah you, because you're a ghost you're starting all new it's not like you've got a bunch of vampire skills you can use but. Um, when that didn't go over great, I started, you know, like, okay, well, I mean, you shouldn't start completely from scratch. So we, we kind of worked a, out where your stats should be cutting them a bit as if you were just a run of the mill ghost rather than your vampire, your werewolf, your mage or whatever you were before that flew a little better, but we never really got very far into Wraith. And I had a really hard time getting anyone else to really get into it. And every single time we were at the point to where. I thought I had everybody interested and in going. They would, we would, all of a sudden the weekend would be, oh, oh I got to do this. Uh, look at the time. It's, uh, this is my wrist. And uh, I, I'm pretending there's a clock on it just so I don't have to be here. And they would go away. So I stopped trying to run Wraith for those people. See, when we were in the military, though, that was the best time to play role playing games. We played three weeks or three days a week because you literally had. Nothing that you were required to do except for duty days, and that was just for a couple hours, four hours. So it's like, beyond that, there was like no, if somebody said, hey, I've got something else to do, it's like, what, drink? Bring your alcohol. You know, like we had like three days a week we played. That was awesome. Holy shit, if we had three days a week, we could play a game right now? You've been to Okinawa. Everything there is to do on that island can be done in three days after work. So... That when we were in Okinawa and, and we got Ivy and we got Monty and, and Chris and me, uh, you weren't there, but I mean, those, those, those three of us, we were playing almost every single day. And there was a weekend where we all had the weekend off, and I'm not sure how that worked. We didn't sleep for three days. We played three days straight to the oh. point to where we were going down to the galley for a meal. And Ivy had said something. Chris had said something game-related, like Ivy said, well, like there was a, a vampire power where if you said something and somebody contradicted it, that power overtook what you said, so you would start believing the contradiction. <laughs> we started doing that on the way to the galley. It was like, we were so... That was the... Uh, I know I've told the story in the past. That was the infamous Coke pyramid that was destroyed um, in the process. But, uh, yeah, we... Uh, I, that's we all kinds of time because you had literally had nothing else to do. I mean, you, yeah, you could drink, but you could also do something more productive, like play the game, because you're then you're not spending money either. You're just sitting in the dorm or the barracks. Um, that that reminds me of a of a time in high school. One summer, none of us had really anything to do. No one's family was going on an actual vacation or anything. So me and a bunch of my friends went to one of our older friends' apartments, stayed there for the entire summer, and ran the world's largest dungeon, which is, which is a dungeon that's meant to be run over the course of like two or three years. Yep. We did the whole thing in a couple of months. Wow. 
I, I had the box set for Undermountain. That was massive. I have to say, Bob, this is really awesome that you're still here with us. For yeah. someone who wasn't going to stay for the full two hours, you're going to you only you only need thirty more minutes, and you're going to be with us the full two hours. Yeah, I was planning on bailing around uh, midnight, and then when you said it was two hours, I like they got to go in there and wash me, and then uh, put me on the bed, and then fall unconscious till morning. That uh, that's that's an important thing. Um, all those things to get back to our, uh, uh, topic list. Um, so beforehand, uh, uh, Kevin wanted to talk about destiny Two because he beat it. And I had mentioned that a group on Facebook that I'm a part of doesn't that none of them like destiny Two. They've been just absolutely lambasting it. I don't know anything about the destiny series. So why don't you give the uninitiated an indoctrination on what destiny is? Okay, so the the premise of Destiny is at some point in the future, humanity encounters a uh, like an alien device which is called the Traveler. It's basically like an orb which is supposed to be, I guess, part around the size of the moon. Although that varies depending on which cinematic you're watching. Um, anyways, it spurs a golden age for humanity where humanity's technology advances to ridiculous degrees. We colonize basically the entire solar system, but then uh, a bunch of alien races come along and begin a long protracted war again, war against us. And eventually humanity is beaten back to just one city on Earth that is still under their control and is defended by the Traveler. And at the start of the, uh, of the actual first game, your character is resurrected by, a, uh, by an AI called a ghost, which is basically like a fragment of the Traveler's power. And so you're resurrected as a guardian of the last city, and it's basically your job to oh. defend the city and also go out on missions to scout, patrol, whatever. Um, without giving too much of the plot away, um, Destiny Two starts with a massive attack on the city by one of the by one of the alien races, where Basically, the uh, the human forces are completely overwhelmed and cast out and no longer have all of their awesome abilities from being guardians because the aliens also take over the Traveler. Okay. And so Destiny 2 is focused on getting back to the city and basically, basically taking it back from the alien forces. So... My first question with any game is, is it a first-person shooter? Yes, and I hate first-person shooters, but I enjoyed this. Okay, because that's the thing that kills most games for me, is everybody will be talking, no, kitty, 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 stop. Somebody will be talking about something, and then they're like, yeah, it's the greatest first-person shooter. I'm like, oh, you just lost my interest. Because I can't I can't orient myself. It's, it's very wonky and hard for me to play. I'm better with third person, like if you're following like the uh, Assassin's Creed would be better, but I still, I, I don't like the game to go that way personally. See, and also I absolutely hate first person shooters. 
But the story for this game and also the gameplay is not bad. But I really enjoy the story and the cutscenes are amazing. Well, I mean, that would be that would be entertaining, I guess. Um, I and I, I, I I'm story oriented, so that should point out that the group that was lambasting Destiny Two is a game that I uh, is for a game that I play, No Man's Sky. If you're following the the channel, um, I've been since one of the updates came out. I have literally been broadcasting every minute of that particular gameplay, and I guess that's kind of first person shooter, but it's more you're not you're not out shooting things on purpose. It's more of a... I, I'm in it for the exploration part of it, so I'm, I'm all about the exploration and finding stuff and, and, and story elements, but... Now, see, as, as I've stated previously, I think that your... Uh, the fact that this is a No Man's Sky group is very much coloring their perception of Destiny, because being a member of a No Man's Sky group shows that they have bad taste in video games to begin with. Hey, No Man's Sky is an awesome game. <laughs> so what, is it uh, an actual city or is it a fictional city that the... It's a fictional city. Oh, okay. It's just called The Last City. Oh, okay. So it's like Zion in The Matrix. It's the, it's the last, it's a, it's a place where people congregate so they don't have to have multiple locations. Right. Essentially, because you can't defend, a, it's the only reason that the that this city can be defended in the first place is because of the traveler's assistance. So they can't have any more cities because there'd be no way to defend them. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, other the rest of the Earth and more is all inhabited by the aliens. Right, either they control the areas or they've got forces nearby that will attack you if you go there. Okay. Wow. Um, so, like, for this one, um, different areas that you can visit are um, a place called, that's just called the European Dead Zone, which is a location on Earth. Um, then you can visit... Io, um, the Moon of Titan, and Nessus are the other three I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. And those are all moons of various planets. Yeah. Probably the only inhabitable ones on in the solar system, I guess. Well, no, I mean, one of them is, is a moon that's covered in a sea of mercury, so... It's basically, uh, the way that that's set up is, like, um, biospheres that are supported by, like, oil platform type things. Uh, like, I, yeah, I mean, humanity did terraform, like, most of the solar system during the Golden Age. And, and how much did this game cost you? Total of 60 bucks. And how long did you play it before you finished it? About a week and a half. But that's because I did exclusively that when I was not at work. Okay, so you spent longer than you would have at a normal game. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, the storyline isn't super long, but I ignored all of the side quests and stuff. So Okay, so you there, there's potential for you to go back through it, so it's not just a 60 bucks, it lasted you a week. And yeah, there, there are there are at least 20 
side quests that I already have available that I need to do, and then doing those will unlock more side quests and stuff. So play us playing our our Lego game, and we're only eight percent complete, and we've been playing it for. We're we're nine point five when we started, so I don't know what percentage we're at now, but I can't imagine it's higher than nine point eight. <laughs> we've been playing the game for at least a year. And today, today was the first day we played where I actually became aggravated at how complicated the game is. It's a game for children, and I am having a hard time playing it. So get a child to help you. God no. No. I don't do want that? that those things in my house. <laughs> Yuck. Fine, get your cat to help you then. Hey, chew on things and pee on the floor. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> chew on things and pee on the floor. I found a I found a walkthrough online, so we use that when we get really stuck. It's true. Just keep reminding him we have to blow everything up in sight, and that usually answers. And I would like to point out that we go to that walkthrough a lot. Because there was a we we happened into a side quest by accident. We couldn't do it without the walkthrough. We didn't understand. It wasn't doing things we were expecting things to happen to do. I mean, it, we we needed the walkthrough. Yeah. It was so I, complicated. I had one game that was like that, uh, Chrono's Trigger. And you. it was a good game, but you have to do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. You're bouncing around in time with this time machine. And if you don't go back here and drop off this character, and you come here with the specific three characters in your group, and it's like, how the... Who would think to do these things? Yeah. <laughs> there is no figuring it out, you know, on a lot of that stuff. You literally have to know how to do it. There is no figuring it out because it's like, or you just accidentally do it. But, yeah, some of that stuff, there is no way to stumble upon it by, you know, I don't know. But, and that's that's where a simple game, and I, I, yes, I'm referencing the Stone Age here, but that's where a simple game like Zelda is important. You didn't have, yes, there was a story, but you didn't have things so complicated that if you didn't, I mean, you know, I, you knew to go to level two after level one because you had just finished level one. Go to level two then. I think what always confuses me in that game is that you can be so many different characters that you forget, you know, because only certain characters can affect certain parts of the game. And, and then you, so if if you're Wolverine and he can climb walls, but now you're <coughs> Iron Man and he can he can shoot through gold walls, but nobody else can, and you know you forget because there's there's like I don't know fifty, sixty, a hundred characters that you can be in the game, and then I think it's the same situation where you can go through it multiple times. As different characters, because so many times you'll you'll get to a where where it'll say uh, only Spider-Man can perform this action, and he's not even available as part of your team. And I I find it hilarious when it says only people who can control magnetism can do this, like Magneto, the only one who can control magnetism. And you can't be Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> Very complicated. Overly overly complicated. Well, maybe that just means that kids today are capable of handling a much larger range of complexity than you were when you were a kid. On video games, they can't handle anything out in the real world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> kids these days. Yeah. So I keep saying we need to remember to blow everything up in sight because that usually gives us our answer is we have to go back and destroy something that we didn't think of 
taking apart to rebuild. See, right now I'm taking a break from Destiny since since I beat it before I go and do all the side stuff and keep doing PvP and all that. I'm taking a break so I can play Dragon Age Inquisition again. So um, last week you're going to want to look at a picture. Uh, there was a character who was dressed mm -hmm. as uh, a character Morgan from Dragon Age Inquisition. Hmm. Trevor. So. Oh, is it that dress? Yes. Okay. She had the little purple flame in her hand. So yeah, and uh, Metal said she did a great job. I mean, we we saw a picture, and uh, the picture doesn't. I mean, doesn't look exactly the same. I but I. Well, I, she I, was. She was in a couple different Dragon Age games, so I'm not sure which picture you saw. Well, I asked the person in the cosplay who she was, and like, I, I'm sorry to ask this. This costume's awesome, but I have to ask, who are you? <laughs> and she explained it. She's like, I'm this character from this one Dragon Age game, Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm Morgan. Um, and she made it sound like that was the only thing that she was in. No, she was also in Dragon Age... I'm not sure if it was Origins or Dragon Age 2, but she's definitely been in more than one. Of course, almost every NPC from Dragon Age Inquisition was in one of the other ones, so. Because it takes place after the other ones did, so. While I was throwing out the topics to everybody, I brought up something that it doesn't sound like many of you know what it is, and I wanted to bring it up to um, explain. So I said Storyteller's Vault. Do either of you two know what that means? I know what it is. Sounds familiar. Oh, is that the one that you were writing on before? That, no, that's a new thing. Um, Vampire 5th Edition, Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition is about to come out. Um, they're doing Kickstarter, but they also started a website called Storyteller's Vault. And I think it's actually StorytellersVault.com. If you go there... You can download style guides and stuff to create Vampire the Masquerade, and that's the only property they have available right now. They are working on more, but you can go up there. You can get style guides to create your own fiction, your own uh, game supplements, um, like clan books and and cities and and bloodline guides. I mean, you can you can create all that. There's a Facebook page for it too. Yes. And you can sell that. So if you, let's say you're selling it for four bucks, they'll take 50%, two bucks, and you get two bucks. That's cool. Yes. So I, when they, when they announced that, I kept waiting for the site to come out, waiting for the site to come out. And it finally comes out. And yes, Vampire is the only thing on there. But I was going to start working on um, Portland by Night. I, I didn't start working on it yet. So that's still a possibility. But... Uh, do you know Portland well enough for that? I I think that I could tell Portland by night. Uh, it, I can I think I could put the information in a book in a cohesive enough manner to where everyone who wasn't in the city for a long period of time or grew up here would be able to go. Yeah, I can use this because I mean uh, Bob and I were so close to New Orleans. We we got a feel for New Orleans. So when the New Orleans book came out, it's it's not so steeped in the New Orleans itself to where you can't go, this has probably been written by somebody who doesn't live here. I mean, it was just, it's, you're, you're all you're doing, you're not, I'm not retelling anything about Portland. I'm just building vampires into the history of Portland here and there and then establishing the modern day so that you can didn't use the someone, book. Didn't someone already do that with Stumptown Chronicles? I mean, it was for the New World of Darkness, but... That's what um, it was. I, I don't know. 
I've uh, got the three uh, books for Chicago Chronicles. Well, uh, the Stumptown Chronicles was the Portland. It was a fan-made thing on Mister Gone. So. Okay. Um. I I guess I didn't know that. I didn't check that out. But this, the reason I like the Storyteller's Vault is because I can create this and sell it. And so then also with the the style guides and stuff, I can tell fiction. I can write fiction and sell it. And it's my it's my fiction. And they don't. Vampire Five is going to have the option of a meta plot, but won't necessarily be so tied into it like the original was that you can't separate the game from it. That's cool. You know, I love that shit. H.P. Lovecraft did that. The entire world that he came up with, he wrote his Cthulhu mythos and said, here, he gave that to the world to write however they wanted to in there. Uh, Star Wars, you were able to do that until recently with there. You were able to make money on, on anything you come up with until Disney bought it, and they said, nope, stop that, that's ours. But... Like Star Trek, if you tried to make something with Star Trek, they would have shut you down right the hell away. Whether it be comic books or whatever, they needed their money. Star Wars didn't give a shit. Well, George Lucas was all about making the fans happy, but Star Trek could do it up until recently, too. It's when Star Trek fan stuff started being more popular than Star Trek the stuff. It was. <laughs> That's when Paramount was like, nope, stop. <laughs> stop that. See, I'd like to write some stuff for the Storyteller Vault, but not until they have, not until they allow for the new World of Darkness, because I haven't played any of the old World of Darkness games. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for too, is because I, I like, I, 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 I started out in Vampire: The Masquerade, but of the two systems, Requiem has more options, and I like Requiem because I have literally built the history of vampires as a three-page story that I would love to tell into a novel section or make Portland into a uh, city of the damned Portland instead of Portland by night. Because I, I, I identify more with the Requiem because it's it's got more customization avail available. And I know that people don't like that because they want the meta plot. But you make your own meta plot. I wanted to do one, a, a futuristic-y thing, a apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, no, like, you know, something happens and now you're dealing with it sort of world based on real life stuff. Like, let's say Warsaw, Indiana. So I would start out with a central location and be like, okay, well, like, here's a Walmart. Uh, next to the Walmart is this. What would Walmart look like after the bombs went off over here? And just kind of, like, take the town and, like, this town, this is, like, uh, I don't know, 20 years after the bombs went off, everything's falling down, and go through the real world uh, of a town that I know and create the world based off of that. Oh, you really think anyone would bother bombing Indiana, though? Uh, well, first of all, this is like the yeah, they're not allowed to be heavier. As far as like all the the, the <laughs> medical, the implants and stuff, this is like the anyone who needs a knee replaced or anybody who needs anything like that, mm -hmm. all that shit comes from here. Um, For anyone that wants to know, just uh, a side note: Flex Lewis just became the like seven-time, uh, six-time, um, two hundred and twelve Mister Olympia. Those are the smaller bodybuilders, like the shorter. They're only allowed to be two hundred and twelve pounds at most. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But also, you know, even, if the, even if the bombs dropped on both the coasts or wherever there's a military base or something, it's gonna fuck up the whole country. It's not like you know a bomb fell in New York, so now just New York. It's gonna like alter a lot of things. Hell, right now we've got the. Uh, it'll uh, it'll screw up like, governmental stuff on the national level, but you're not going to have like fallout where you are. 
So well, you don't think that if there was a nuclear war, there wouldn't be fallout all over the country? So I mean, if there's a full-scale war, yeah. But I mean, my the reference that I always make is that if Yellowstone, which is a super volcano, explodes. Yes, that is an extinction event, not just because stuff's going to get kicked up, but anybody within 10,000 miles of the actual caldera of the volcano is instantly dead. I mean, yeah. it explodes and you're dead. Gone. The entire United States and all of North America will be wiped off the map instantly, and then the rest of it will be because you can't grow crops, because there's so much ash in the sky. Oh, it's supposed to throw us into a nuclear winter um, that's supposed to, like... Throw the entire world into a winter for well, when Mount St. Helen blew in the uh, 80s, the ash from that went around the world twice. You know, so something like this happening, yeah, it's gonna somebody, throw the entire world into a somebody figured out how to vent it, so they're gonna start working on venting it so that we don't have a super, bubble. yeah, that's what they're talking about. But I mean, if you got an air bubble and a water balloon and you, you pop a hole in the top of it to let the air out, uh, but now you have a hole where there's pressurized liquid in there, not about how well it's gonna work. That's why you put a piece of tape over it and then pop it through the tape. <laughs> right, but still you have a hole now where there's pressurized liquid. Well, the, the guy that's doing this, it's got something to do with geysers. I'm pretty sure they're going to dig through a geyser and just kind of like poke into the magma a little bit to start letting the magma come up through the geyser. Because yeah, the entire Yellowstone Park has gone up multiples of feet over the last Oh, yeah. They, have they said that, that uh, this erupted like five times now. If it has like layers of ground where they know that every time that it happens, it's nearly a global wipeout, and then we start over again. Well, I'm just talking that the pressure's been so built up that 20 years ago there was a tree in a in a near a lake. The tree is now nowhere near the lake because the the ground has swollen so much that the tree is up in the air. That's cool. Yeah, it's terrifying but cool at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, they know that there's been like civilizations, like from like ancient, ancient past. Uh, did you see like the um, the things that people found in like coal? Like coal takes forever to make, but like there was a kid who was bringing in a piece of coal and he dropped it, and here inside of it is like a a brass bell inside the coal, uh, and they've got like tons of stuff like that, that like ancient artifacts that show the technology that used to be around long before man was ever supposed to be on this planet. Someone's someone's interested now. Or she's she's thinking. She's a thinker. Look at her. Yeah, let me uh, pull up a picture here of the uh, just the bell. Um who are, what did we see the other day? There was a guy um Here's the bell they found. Uh, I'll let me let me click you here. Okay, go ahead. Totally, totally encased in a piece of coal. Huh. No idea how it got in there. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say, we saw something on TV the other day where um, there's a there was a guy showing how he could move um, blocks that weighed tons and tons of weight with a with a simple lever and rock system, basically. He was, he was trying to show how he f felt that you know, ancient civilizations could move super heavy objects uh, yeah. simply, and and it was showing him just taking like a. There were cinder like cement blocks that were, you know, as heavy as as semis, 
and and he was he was showing how to move them with one human being a rock and a stick yeah i seen that video that was pretty cool uh, but things like that in the coral castle in florida yeah this was all made by us like a like little old man did all this stuff massive huge things of uh coral that he like stacked and oh yeah crazy but yeah it's, it's amazing some of the stuff they found in the 1900s the uh, the machine that they found that was like uh there's got to be a picture of that in this also yeah i don't remember the name of it but uh this was like in the very early 1900s and when they found it it was ancient and it was like some sort of an ancient machine that they had and it's like the gears and stuff in here is they didn't even know there were gears inside of it because it was like impossible to check until they came up with a uh, x-ray type thing to check it but it's not supposed to exist well i mean humans weren't supposed to have existed 14,000 years ago and then they found about the jomon so yeah but we're always doing shit we're not supposed to do yeah so <laughs> Uh, we have about four minutes left of actual broadcast time, so it's time to switch gears and go into the contact portion and then do all of our wrap-ups and happies. So, just like last week, you can get a hold of us in that multiple uh, locations. Bob's Twitter is at KaneNSW, and that's with a K, KaneNSW, K-A-I-N-N-S-W. Uh, Trisha can be reached on Twitter at MadeByTrisha. Let's see. I can be reached on Twitter at Emerald Spectre. I'm also at Emerald Spectre on Instagram. She's at Made by Trisha on Instagram. You can contact us through the Facebook page. Just search for EmeraldSpectre.com. You'll find it. You can go to the website, EmeraldSpectre.com, which, if you didn't know, is where we're based out of. This beautiful shirt logo I got going on here. And you can email us at emeraldspector.com at gmail.com. And if you email one of the other hosts other than me, I will pass it on so that they can answer any questions or let them know that the feedback was for them specifically. Bob, I'm glad you stuck it out and, and, and stayed with us for the whole show. Oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Sorry. Oh, you mean staying on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your, your noodle wasn't, wasn't... Just don't stand up. Yeah, don't stand up. <laughs> No, actually, I, it's a way. <laughs> now. <laughs> and Kevin, I know you had prior engagements last week. Glad you came in, though, because uh, Metal has prior engagements, and uh, we haven't heard from Sarab yet, but uh, Rachel's got prior engagements, like, every Saturday now. Too. Yep. We are all actually getting lives. <laughs> Right? Well, so that's why I want to have like a rotation. And just like last week, I wanted to say that there are going to be times when we, we aren't going to be on. So there is at least four times this season where I am not running the show and neither is she. So uh, Metal is willing to learn. And I figure you also being fairly reliable would be uh, two, two good people to teach. And then um, you each can do two shows, for instance. I can be on one of them, but I don't want to run it. And and there's a special guest. Well, I'm still a cast member. I'm just not the <laughs> And then I'll, I mean, I'll do all the editing and stuff after the fact, but it's, uh, sixth. we're going to need it. Oh, Raleigh Winkler only got sixth. Uh, anyway, so that I, there's four times that I want that to happen this season. And that, so you and metal are going to be getting a uh, crash course or 
detailed instructions on how to run it from here on. And then my big problem is that I have to work most Sundays, like Sunday yeah. mornings, crazy, crazy early, like getting up at three thirty in the morning to head to work. Yeah, that does. Uh, that is uh, counterproductive in a lot of. A lot, of, a lot of times, and I got to go to a cardiologist next week to see if my heart's going to explode, and therefore all the wake-up juice that I pump through my veins is probably not the best of ideas. But I am taking my blood pressure pill so I don't die. So I'm in a lot going on there. We have nine viewers live right now. What? Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? It's it's going back and forth, but it's still on there. But we are uh, we're, we are wrapping up. So if you're joining us now, uh, go back and watch the rest of the show when it when it finishes processing. Which because that's what YouTube does. We will be on next week. Uh, we we will be on next week. Um, Kevin, will you be joining us? I should be. Um, at some point this month, there's another burlesque show that I have to go do, but I'm not sure when that is. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure that out as long as it's not next week, which we be good. We should also have metal next week, and uh, maybe we can get a Sarab with us. Uh, Rachel has been working on Saturday nights now because she got a job that requires her to work Saturday nights, which obviously is going to cause some problems. But well, with her being on, but we'll we'll go from there. But thank you guys for joining us. Everybody, say goodbye. And for the fans, we will be off the air. But for you guys, hang on just a little bit. And we'll, uh, We'll uh we'll say goodbye off air. Bye viewers. You're my favorite. <laughs>